Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Sandro. Oh, like, hi, hi, hi. Did I ever tell you about my son? You got a son, robot? Yes. It's not convoluted at all. It's, it's a cl- What? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <clears throat> It's a clone of me, of you. but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's gender is swapped around oh. and it's my son, but also apparently my lover. They drop that bomb for like two seconds what and the then heck? never bring that up. You've got a, but, but you're an android. How can you take a lover that's also your son? Ah, but you see, I'm not just an android. I'm the consciousness of an actual person who is a psychic that's been implanted into a computer android. All right, let me get this straight. So you were a witch in the Salem witch hunts, but it's in the future. Yes. And you were turned into a robot. Yes. And you had a son that you also sleep with. Well, no, I didn't get to that part. I died before I could bang him. For you! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, honestly, a bullet dodged, I think. Anyway, you have to die now. Just thinking about it, this now makes complete sense that the guy that wrote Game of Thrones wrote this, because that whole son thing... Yeah! yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah! There we go. It all comes around, and by that I mean... Don't, don't finish that sentence. (laughs) I am not going to finish that sentence. Yikes. Yeah, anyway, you're a danger to my son, so you need to die. Oh, that's fair enough. I kind of want to die after hearing your whole backstory. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. Uh, the show where we lose listeners just because we start off with weird cold openings. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's really the movie's fault, don't you think? It's not, it's not our I, fault. I think, no, it's not the movie's fault. It's George R. R. Martin's fault. Mmm, that's true. It's not even the movie's fault. That scandalous lad of a human. That rascal. That scallywag. Mm-hmm. What a mad lad. Uh, this is the podcast. We watch movies from 1987 in the order they came out in. Happy Halloween! Ooh, we're into the spooky season, which means people are going to die. This comes out, well, it comes out six days before Halloween, so technically next week is probably our Halloween episode, even though it's after Halloween, so mm. uh, time's weird. I don't like time. Yeah, but it'll, it'll be the Halloween special thing, because yeah. you can't have it, you know. Yeah, can't yeah, have it after Halloween, so we may as well have it now. Mm. Uh, and you chose a sci-fi horror. Ooh. Ooh. Because it has horror in it, but also sci-fi. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. Was it good? No! No! (laughs) And that's the scariest part about it. (laughs) My name is Sandro. Your name is Zock. Yes, that's me. Mm. Mark Zockerberg. And it's bad, but how bad is it? Um, it's not the worst. It's not the worst. Okay, we've been Mm, been mm. taking taking a bit of a dump on good old George (laughs) Marty's work here. George um, Marty McFly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. We've seen worse Mm. uh, throughout the years. There was a moment... There was a moment, I think it was at the 40 to 1 hour minute mm. mark. There was 20 minutes when I was like, I'm really enjoying this. Mm. And then it just went on for another half hour and I got bored again. Yeah, yeah. It just, it really didn't have much to give, no. I feel. They needed to add something to it. Because I feel like this is a short story sort of thing. It is. It's based off of yeah. a short story. <laughs> and it the short story really didn't have much to give. They needed to like add some things to the short story to really pad it for a movie but also in doing so what do you even add i don't don't know know. well there is a tv show that we'll get to and that adds a a lot oh wow and it's also terrible so oh no i think the budget as well kind of held it back it's got a good cast 
Yeah, I thought I thought they did well. I, yeah. I I wasn't at any point particularly averse to the actors. No, well, there's some that are very good. One that's very bad, but so bad that it's the best. But it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so. It was all right. It was all right. Uh, definitely could have been a lot better though. Yeah. And it's a shame that it's not uh, it's not on a uh, Blu-ray or, or anything. It's like there's like a mm. VHS copy and like laser disc. It hasn't been released since like the yeah. 90s. They really should uh remaster this, I think. Maybe. I mean, would they though? Would they? Is it? If they remaster like Alien Predators, which we did at the start of the year, they should definitely mm. remaster this. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like Alien Predators has a has a unique perspective on the world. We have kind of gone back to where we started with 1987, though. Mm, mm, gone full circle. Yeah, because I know some listeners didn't love that we spent so much time talking about good movies. I know that. Mm. So they've probably seen, oop, Night mm. Flyers, they're getting back to the trash, that's good. And yes, mm. from mm. this point onwards, for most of the rest of the year, we're doing... Garbage. Not that we planned this show out. I don't know what you mean. We're putting our bibs on, you know. We're really digging into the trash. Digging into that garbage pail, if you would. And yeah, we did some mm. trash in the middle of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Look, if there's one thing you can guarantee on this show, we'll be watching some garbage. We will be watching garbage. But perhaps we did indulge ourselves too much at some points. We were indulging a little bit, and uh, we might be a little fat now off these good movies. Now we need to slim up. Well, let's scrounge around in your other options for the week. You had a bunch Ooh. of them. You had uh, The Glass Menagerie, mm. which is uh, a film about John Malkovich looking back on his family life. He probably sheds a tear at some point. And I don't, for missing this movie. Oh, that was a nice comeback. Yeah. Uh, no Man's Land. Charlie Sheen is a car thief who becomes friends with a cop and then the cop joins him doing illegal car thieving. I don't know. You didn't pick it, and who cares? <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, as much as I love Charlie Sheen um. just as an actor, as much as I'm a huge fan, pass. Big old pass. <laughs> you had scared stiff. What? Scared stiff. Oh, scared stiff. I thought you said skirt skiff. Why would I say that? Because you said it in a weird voice. I don't know what you were saying. I don't remember last week's movie choices. Uh, strange visions come to haunt a singer when she, her son, and her psychiatrist turn boyfriend. I don't know why that's in the... Because they have to have a romance. It's the 80s. No, no, no. The fact that he's a psychiatrist. Oh, that bit you didn't understand. Yeah. Well, maybe it's an important plot point. I don't know. They move to an old colonial house and there's the ghost of a slave owner and they get scared. Spooky. <laughs> the Sicilian is based off the life of a bandit. That's probably mm. fine. Suspect, legal thriller with Cher and Dennis Quaid. I mean, they're probably fine together. Mm. And then also Prince of Darkness, which I'm really annoyed that you didn't pick. Uh, John Carpenter <laughs> horror about a priest who finds Satan's spirit. Yeah, that one could have been good. Let's get to the facts about these movies, huh? Oh, there's yeah. not many. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? But this movie had so much to offer, Sandro. Alright, so it's uh, released October 23rd, based off the novella by George R.R. R. Martin. Mm. It's a fun name to say. It's a lot of R's. Yeah, yeah. George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> wow, that's the first time anyone has ever made that joke. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I be the first one who thought of R and then pirates. Oh. So he actually adapted the screenplay himself. Uh, along with Robert Jaff, or Jaffe, uh, who has uh, written a bunch of other horror films previously. For the directing, it's directed by Robert Collector, but he's not hes not credited as that. It doesn't say directed by Robert Collector. It says directed by T.C. Blake, because he left the film before it was finished. Uh, okay, that, that might explain that the movie's uh, not as good... Because I feel like the ending, it fell off a bit. Yeah. I think he finished directing, but maybe he didn't finish the, ed the, the edit. Like, he walked out at some point. He is best known for making a prison escape exploitation movie called Red Heat, mm. which has got something to do with Russians, something to do with East Germany, bunch of women in prison. I don't know. Oh, okay. I was on board, and then you... Uh, what? Women? What? <laughs> That's a whole genre. 
That's a whole genre of film is Wait, wo- woman in w- women prison films. Oh, they no, usually God. have something to do with the SS. Oh my God. If we ever do the 70s, we'll be doing a bunch of those. Oh boy. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to either, but should we? That's a different question. <laughs> that is a different question. I'll give you that. We're not doing the 70s next year though, but we'll reveal what we are doing in December. Yeah, that's the big reveal. We, we, we thought about it. We talked about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a good idea. Anyway, for the cast... We've got Catherine Mary Stewart playing Miranda, who I guess is the main character. Mm. I guess she's the main character. Yeah, 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 she's the main character. She absolutely is, because we hear, hear her narrating yeah. as well, and she explains things. So she's definitely the main character. She also lives at the end, which is usually the uh, the sign of a main character. She is the final girl. She's also got really cool glasses. Mm. Mm. That's a thing that's constant throughout this for some reason except when it isn't no which is probably in the middle and then it becomes a constant again it's weird so she was in a cult sci-fi musical called the apple Mm. which looks amazing but apparently it's terrible but it it, it looks amazing it's like adam and eve but a musical and sci-fi and set in the 90s even though it was made in the 80s Ah, <laughs> <laughs> looks pretty great. Oh. She's the love interest in um Last Starfighter okay. as well, and she's also in one of my favorite cult sci-fi's from the eighties. This film called Night of the Comet. Uh, she's in that, so I'm quite familiar with her work. She's pretty good. Yeah, she's all right. She she's like the the reason I say this movie had all right acting. You know, I never felt she wasn't the character she said. I just felt her character was very boring. Yeah? (laughs) There's these subtle plot lines that don't really dig into. Like, she's a part telepath. She has a little bit of telepathy. Yes. But that only comes up once. Yes. And it didn't really have an effect on I feel like they could have dug into that a little bit more. I think I think they um I think they gender swap her in the uh T V show as well. Oh. That's very bizarre, because then do they gender swap the clone as well? No. Look, I have, I saw maybe 10 minutes and went, no. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't know, you don't know. Okay, all right. And that was when it came out as well. That was without the knowledge of this movie. Anyway, the rest of the cast playing the ship's captain, Royd. Uh, which is a funny name, because mm. it sounds like steroids, but it's just roid, yep. is Michael Prade. He was Robin Hood in the 80s British TV show Robin of Sherwood. Oh, there you go. I like uh, That brings back to the other episode where the main character from Princess Bride, mm. he, uh, he also played Robin Hood. In one of my favourite depictions of Robin Hood. I do like that. Oh, it's such a good film. There's lots of great versions of Robin Hood. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's that, that uh, animated one. The yeah. animated Robin Hood is a classic. Can't wait for the live-action remake of Disney's animated Robin Hood. Oh, uh, no. They're not live-action. They're just CGI. It's not <laughs> even live-action. It's just a fox. Yeah. <laughs> But the princess will be played by Beyonce and she'll get a song and everyone will be like, why? I think I rated the Lion King remake at 3.5. I'm going to lower that to a 3 right now out of the blue. Uh, The chef is played by James Avery, who is the voice of Shredder in the original TMNT TV show. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I've seen him in some other stuff as well. Well, he's also in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes, yes. Philip Banks is this. Yeah, I think he's iconic for that role. But good on him being Shredder. I love Shredder. There is a Sir in this movie, Zach. There is a Sir in Night Flyers. Wow. All right. Sir John Standing plays Michael, the guy who put the mission together, the old guy. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see him as a Sir. Yeah, he's a Sir. He did have a gentlemanly vibe. I didn't really recognise anything. I think he's a singer. I think he's a sir because he's a singer. Mm. Anyway, he was in Game of Thrones as a corpse in the first episode. Oh, nice. Good (laughs) on him. Hell yeah. Some trivia I found. That was it. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Continue. (laughs) And finally, we do have to mention the telepath who is played by Michael Desbars. Uh, He is in the show MacGyver, but more importantly, he's a rock singer. And you can tell... (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. He's wild. He's crazy. He's got those eyes. Yeah. And he likes to drink. He's quite proper British as well. He's quite, wait, more proper British than like this sort of British, right? Mm. What sort of British is he? He's not this British. I'm not even going to try. I just want to bring up the fact that I think the wine prop wasn't a prop. I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. But yeah, no, he's he's done stuff with like members of Blondie, Duran Duran, Sex Pistols. He's he, you know, mm. he's he's done heaps of stuff. No critics score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's only got two reviews, but they're both negative, so it would be zero percent. Oof. What's the audience score say though? Sixteen percent, based off a hundred plus reviews. Not many at all. No, there wasn't much reviews at all. Uh, it's got four point three out of ten on IMDb though. So that's slightly more positive. Sounds about right. And we don't know how much it cost, but it was a small budget. I'm guessing probably under three million? Three million? Okay, so if it has cost three million... Mm. What do you think it made? I don't know if this movie done did too well, because it didn't get a Blu-ray release. We've already... It hasn't been re-released anywhere. <laughs> yeah... Although it did get a TV show. I I guess that's more because of the book's popular, not this. And the TV show came out in the year when there was no Game of Thrones as well. Ah, uh, I see. So they were just like, quick, let's get something else by... Yes. By Marty McFly. That's what we're calling him now. Well, it's a humorous show. I have to make some jokes here, Sandro. It's technically a comedy show. This is true. Yep. We are technically funny. Ah, uh, um, don't know about that. <laughs> Which is the best kind of funny. <laughs> I'm going to say it made two mil. <laughs> two mil. Oh, pretty close. 1.1. 1. 1. Oh, oh, okay. I went, I'm, I'm starting to figure this out. Just lowball the heck out of it. There is a singular tagline. Oh, no. Where they're headed isn't the mystery. What's taking them there is. Oh, Oh, there, yeah, that hurt to hear. It's pretty bad. Th uh, thanks for explaining the plot of the movie. <laughs> the poster's really cool, though, with the giant space face eating the ship. Yeah. All right, let's go through the plot. Uh, we should probably talk about the music and everything, because it starts off with just a giant rip-off of the Star Trek theme show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also in space with yeah. the words coming on, just like Star Trek. The same, like, blue font as well. Yeah, yeah, this could have been an episode of Star Trek. If someone had told me this was an episode of Star Trek, I would not have noticed that it wasn't. Yeah, it's true. Once we get past the opening credits, and the music isn't too bad. I liked the music after the opening. It was very 80s, yep. which doesn't entirely fit the sci-fi-ness. I feel like sci-fi yeah. movies with very 80s scores are... A little bit off-putting. Because the whole thing is, we're supposed to be imagining we're in the future. Yeah. And if you're grounding us back in the 80s with 80s music instead, you, you have to, uh, like all good sci-fis, you have to put some weird, wacky space music, you know? And it's like, whoa, yeah. this sounds different from where I am. Instead, this has got disco music as they're walking through corridors. <laughs> yeah. You're subconsciously thinking, this is a different place. Yeah. But if you have the 80s movie, it, it's like doing the opposite of what the good music does, which is pulling you away from the movie instead of into it. Exactly. There's a reason why Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and really all the good John Williams scores, don't have 80s song cliches in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because he's incredible. Yeah. Although I would like to hear John Williams do a trashy 80s synth score. Anyway, we jump to a random spaceport in the 21st century. Whoa. What? <laughs> Where's my spaceport? Come on, Bezos. Um, <laughs> and she, she gets her eye scanned for identification. Mm. Where, where's my eye scanning technology, Bezos? Come on. I know. I'm a Twitch affiliate. I'm earning money for you, Amazon, and you, you, <laughs> yeah, you're still yeah. not making this... <laughs> This thing happened. You you mean your partner Greg is making? I mean, not me. Yeah, not me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Twitch.tv forward slash Kegel and Greg music. <laughs> <laughs> you you plugged it before I could. <laughs> so anyway, after plugging her uh, Twitch stream, she um she gets her eyeball scanned. Uh, this is this is one of the moments where she takes off her glasses, and I thought, oh, but is this going to be one of the few moments? No, half the movie she has them off, half them on. 
there's no reason for her to have them on. It's in a dark, dingy space world. Okay, no, let's talk about this set. Let's spend some time (laughs) on this set. I didn't like when they were walking from, like, the gangway to the ship. Mm. It looked like they were passing through a TV set for, like, Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was (laughs) pretty terrible. (laughs) I'm just saying in every moment she exists, there is no reason for her to wear sunglasses. No, it's true. Because she's either in a dark spaceport or in a ship which has lights and everything. It's indoors pretty much the whole time. So at no point should she be wearing sunglasses, but she does. So she's a part of a mission looking Mm. for what they call the Volcron. Every time they said it, I either heard Vulcan or Zoltron. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's just a mix between those two words. The Voltron. They're looking for the Voltron. That makes sense. Because there's this alien consciousness out there that's creating stars and sending signals throughout the galaxy that, that they're chasing. Yeah. Or it's just a myth and they're chasing nothing. Yeah. So that's the reason they're going up to space. They've got a whole crew there. They make a big deal about how they've got these, like, celebrity telepaths coming on board. I like it. And I like the plot. I, I can't remember where else this is from, but they're, like, the scientist who recruits a team, but he's so incompetent and has lacking money that everything goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, he hires the B-list adventurers, and he gets a shady deal with the transport... Like, I like that plotline. I can't remember what other movies have done that. It's probably a few. Atlantis, I think that's that's one of the plots. Because it turns out that all the good guys are working for the bad guy sort of thing, you know? Whoa, spoilers for Atlantis, tw- a 20-year-old movie. Yeah, spoilers for... Ah, tw- oh, shit, that's a good movie. I should have warned them beforehand. So they're going towards the ship. The ship is called the Night Flyer, mm. which annoys me because the movie's called Night Flyers. Just call the ship the Night Flyers or call the movie Night Flyer. Well, they are the Night Flyers on the Night Flyer. But it's still like, you know. I, I didn't have an issue with mm. it because they're like, now that they boarded the ship, they are the crew of the Night Flyer. Yeah, but Han Solo and Chewie aren't the Millennium Falcons. I would disagree. I would say they are. <laughs> the Falky Boys. The Falcon Boys. Know. Yeah. Mm, that should have been the title of Solo. The Falky Boys. <laughs> the Falky Boys. Woo! Woo! <laughs> the ship itself. Talk, like, talk me through your thoughts when they boarded the ship and <laughs> there were marble columns. Confusion. Of the highest order. (laughs) So their set for the ship was really interesting because they have the space doors. They have the, like, circular sci-fi doors, which means you're on a spaceship, Yeah, right? Classic stuff. I was like, okay, cool. But they also have the set as, like, a fancy mansion home. (laughs) Yeah. Which I guess makes sense for the context that we learn later on that it was like a home oh yeah more than a ship that's true so it's meant to be like a luxury sort of home thing i think that's what they were going for it is weird i like the look of it though i like the temple look with all the marble pillars and it's got a very high ceiling and the ceiling as well is like a it's like a hologram so you can see like stars and stuff from earth to, to not make you feel so alone it was definitely different and more interesting than just like steel corridors yeah steel roof you're like it had some sort of personality and it didn't try and rip off other sci-fis it was like okay like they put some thought into it i like as well when they're boarding the ship one of them says ah here we go here it is it's the old freighter that fit our limited budget (laughs) which is funny for the movie and for the production yeah i see i see but anyway, they bought the ship, Zach, and uh, the captain is a mysterious figure. Yes, we hear him over the radio, and he's like, Sorry, I can't be with you right now. I'll meet you in the deck. Cabin thing when everyone's s- settled down. Oh, who is this? And it's like, hmm, wait, they're not meeting the captain? Interesting. 
Now, that's something I want to bring up, Sandro. Mm-hmm. We learn about this later on, but I'm going to skip right ahead. Because sure. Because I have many, many questions. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Yep, yeah, yeah, all right. We have this clone baby. Yep. Classic stuff. We should say that the captain is the clone baby as well. Yeah, captain... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the captain's the clone baby. And what happens is he's grown up in space. Yes. Without contact with anyone else. No. Um, because his mum died before he was born. Before they could bang. I mean, yeah, before oh, he was yeah, born. Oh, thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, oh, I hate this film sometimes. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> Just don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just keep going. Just keep no, going no, with the no. point. No, no, no. I want to bring it up. I want to keep this conversation going so it's harder for you to edit it out <laughs> earlier so you can live with your mistakes, Sandro. You can't just edit out all your mistakes, Sandro. I can and I will. You brought up the woman banging her son and we're going to talk about it right now. It's not necessarily mentioned that that's why she made her clone baby. It's more no. said that it was for companionship, but... yes. They use the word lover. Oh, they do use that. Oh, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, look, 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 she's crazy. She, her backstory is she got tortured, so she's crazy. Yeah, we'll do the whole exposition dub now. So there was a witch. We're going levels deeper here, I think. (laughs) Deeper, yeah. Okay, so you are the main character. You are trying to figure out who the captain is. I'm just kind of catching you up on the story. So you're trying to figure out who the captain is. You do some investigating. You find the captain's hologram. The captain's hologram is like, yo, what's up? I'm Royd. I'm going to tell you my whole backstory, my sad backstory. This is the exposition dump right here, right now. Yeah. There was a witch. Yeah. She hates people. Yes. She's also a telepath. Probably one of the most powerful telepaths. Because the telepath we encounter, he's a 10. But she's supposedly a 20. Yes. Like, double. So, because of her powers, the scared rabble, the scared scum of Earth, they captured her and they put her through, like, some brain sur- not Not surgery, but they tried to diminish her powers through science. Yeah, they, tor- they tortured her. They yeah. Tortured- it's a classic story of we don't understand you, we're going to accuse you of being a witch, we're going to torture you out of your powers. Exactly. Which, of course, makes her crazy mm. and evil. And so she buys a cheap freighter ship Mm. that she can live on for the rest of her life out in space. And it's a ship so advanced that it doesn't need a crew. It does it all by itself. So she, she, but she gets lonely. Yep. So she's like, I'm going to get a clone, son. That's going to be good. We're going to skip over the part where she's like, let's bang him. And then she cocks it. She's like, whoop, didn't make the sun in time because I'm dead. Yes, I'm dead now. And then she's like, hang on a second, I know what to do. I'm going to embed my consciousness into the AI of the ship to take control of it, and then I can take care of the boy. The boy. Because of this, the boy has grown up on a ship without any gravity. Mm. So gravity is, is, is painful to him. He also has grown up without any immunities, so if he goes down to Earth, he's probably going to die, like, instantly because of all of the toxins. And Yes, and... yes. Now, I like these plot points, but I'm just pointing out there's a very simple solution to both of those. Yes. Which was to, one, turn on the gravity, and two, expose him to some, some diseases. I guess the mum didn't want him to ever leave the ship. No, the, the whole... The whole thing is she's evil, yeah. so she probably didn't want him to ever leave, so she did this on purpose, which is kind of messed up. Hmm. But also, he should have instantly probably just died when they turned on the gravity, if he's lived his whole life without gravity. I would have loved that. They turn it on and then his legs just collapse and he can't walk anywhere. Yeah, yeah, but he's apparently fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's got a sci-fi walking stick, that's right. Mm. Oh, yeah, I did like that touch. That was a good touch, I thought. That was cool. There's also this thing of, it doesn't feel early on like the mum's really doing anything, just sort of watching. Yeah, we get weird shots of, like, the cameras around the ship glowing and looking at people, and that's pretty much all that. Mm. But but also, like, later on the ship's very open in murdering them. Yeah. So why does it take so long for it to go on the murdering spree is my question. Well, I think it's because they find out that Royd is the, uh, he's the clone son. Mm. Because up until that point, I think the ship's fine. Yeah, maybe the ship's like, 
just keeping an eye on them. Yeah. That sort of thing. But then he starts uh, talking to Miranda Moore and he's saying that I want to leave the ship when we get back to Earth. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just not explained very well. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the things missing. If it was like the boy explained to his mum that they're going to pick up some passengers to get some extra money or something. And so the mum's like, okay, sure, we could pick up. But then the boy accidentally reveals the plans that he actually wants to leave. And that's when the mum gets upset and so goes she's like, crazy. I'm going to kill everyone. If that yeah. was explained better, I feel like it could have been a better film, but it wasn't. So yeah. Uh, there's some fun stuff that kind of happens. There's a moment where the chef goes to check out the kitchen. He picks up a squid and smells it and is like, I could live here for the rest of my life. And I was like, you just <laughs> smelled a s- squid. <laughs> and that was great. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I like um the whole psychic thing. And so this guy can read people's thoughts. And we have some scenes where he looks around the room and you just hear what people are thinking. Yeah, that Those was cool. great. I love that. One of them was like, this fucking asshole looks like an idiot. You know, that was great. And then one of them was like, mm, he can read my mind anytime. Direct quote. Yeah. The telepath is quite fun, though, because he's very proper British, but also kind of campy. It's, it's a lot of mm. fun. He's a proper British rock star, he is. <laughs> yep. He can read people's thoughts, but he's there to try and find this other entity, mm. but he can't because he's getting interference from the mum AI computer thing. Yeah, because he can sense that there's something not right with the ship. He later finds out, yeah, that it's the mum. Yeah, and then he tries to take, like, a super drug to take control of the ship. Yeah. But it backfires because she's a more powerful telepath than him. Exactly. And so she takes control of him. This is when the action really starts to happen. Yeah, this is where everything goes... As they say, the feces hits the uh, life support. As uh, the the mum starts murdering people, like the kitchen explodes. A very long, violent explosion as well, as it keeps just exploding. Even after the, the people have escaped... Uh, for the most part. The uh, chef, on the other hand, obviously gets the worst of the blast as his um, arm, I think, gets severed. Uh, Yeah, his arm is hit quite heavily and all his fingers fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we then cut to him in the surgery room and Mm. it's the funniest like surgery, like space surgery scene I've ever seen because we see this robotic arm pick up the fingers and just put them back on the hand. It's not really welding them. It's just smushing them back in there. (laughs) Smushing them back in and then lasering them up. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. But we have a great scene where the guy's like controlling the arm and he's looking at an x-ray of the bones and we see the bones lighting up. Yeah. What what is... This is very dumb. It's very weird. It, It was some weird stuff. Uh, so then after that, the whole crew, especially the chef, is like, we got to turn back, we got to turn back. But, oh no, because Mr. Telepath has taken those powerful drugs, he's been possessed. Yeah. Somehow it opens him up to be more suggestive, I guess? Yeah, well, the whole idea is it's like opening his brain up, I think, to sort of communicate. Yeah. And as a level 10, he's expecting, you know, like, his consciousness to overwhelm hers, but hers overwhelms his. Yeah. I think. So he gets possessed by the evil AI mother and uh, yeah. starts talking in a weird kind of sci-fi voice. That's the best way I can explain it. Yep, he puts on a voice. The telepath, he takes Miranda, he straps her to the surgery table and is going to do the same treatment to her that Mm. the uh, people back on Earth did to the Space Witch. She breaks free, and they have one of the most awkward fights we've seen this year. Yeah, it's... um, It's pretty bad. How does she win the fight? She throws acid on his face, Mm. she kicks him in the nards, Mm. and then the laser from the surgery robot fires into his back and that kills him yeah the two weaknesses of man acid to the face and kicking them in the nards yes and then and then giant lasers of course and then she uses the laser further and she cuts off his hand which was a great effect yeah yeah, yeah. that looks pretty cool that looked pretty cool uh she cuts off half his face which is a slightly less good but still pretty <laughs> solid effect yep we assume that he is dead now 
But that's not true. Ah. Roy's having an argument with his mum. He says the line, you're not my real mum or something, which is true. Technically, they're a, like, he's, like he's a clone. But also, also, she's, she's multiple levels of not his real mum. Mm. Because not only is he just a clone of her, she's also not the real clone of him. It's an AI with her personality. It's true. So it's multiple levels of not her real mum. Yeah. Not his real mum, yeah. So yeah, he has that argument. He breaks free, uh, revealing that he's got telepath powers of his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does a bit of classic 80s lightning effects. Oh boy, were they. (laughs) There there was quite a few uh, effects during this movie. What did you think of the effects, Sandro? Look, they weren't bad per se. Yeah, I think they I think they were actually some of the better like for what this movie was, they yeah. could have been a lot worse, I feel. They're the same as like the Hellraiser kind of particle effects yeah, where they yeah, yeah. seem drawn on like it's obvious that they weren't there while they were filming. It's obvious that they are effects, but they don't take you out of the movie or anything. You know, it's no lawnmower man or yeah. or uh Last Starfighter, which is just atrocious looking, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Royd and Miranda team up to tell the rest of the crew what's going on just as the airlock opens and they're all kind of sucked out into space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who dies in this one? Random woman crew member dies. I, I don't think she gets a name. <laughs> yeah, I think she was the negotiator. I think so. Um, I liked how, yeah, she's sucked off into space Uh, a bunch of other like miniatures that looked pretty solid as well a very poor choice of words (laughs) i mean it's george rr martin though so yeah yeah it's on brand for him but yeah that was pretty solid the airlock scene was nice and tense i enjoyed it uh and then they've got to stop the ship from decompressing um, so they have to get outside to fix the compression and other things, you know? So we've got main lead goes out. Does she have the one of the spacesuit things? Yeah, she's got one of the space... They have these, like, space pods. Yeah. The space pods have, like, these arms and other things so you can... They're almost like, uh, like prawn suits, you know? Yeah. You've got her, you've got the mechanic... And also the old scientist guy, he comes out. He comes out, he's got his own pod, which is quite important. And then also Royd flies out in a much more sleeker pod that he's lying down in. Yeah, I I loved whether he was going out, they were like, Oh, who's that? What is happening? Is that Roy? Or what is he doing? Is he going to attack us? And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. What is this stupid conversation? Just believe Miranda. He's out there to help you. Come on, come on. She's the main character after all. I liked the montage of them welding. The music was quite cool. Yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah, welding montage. But then the ship goes back online. Mm. And one of the guys is like, all right, the ship's back. That must mean that the computer is still operational, which means the mum is still in there pulling all of the strings. I've got to go in there. I know where the computer is. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to kill her. Now, here's where the problem arises. Yeah. Because the character's name is Killer. Mm. And so he's going in there and he's like, I'm going to kill her. And then all his friends are going, damn it, Killer, get back out here. And it's one of the weirdest uh, scenes I think I've ever seen. Like the characters, yeah, is yeah just, it does. Oh. It does sound weird now that you mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill her. Kill her. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like... see, there's like a double meaning there. Kill her. Yeah. Don't do that. Is it? Are they telling killer not to do that or to not kill her? To not kill her. Mm. They all head back into the ship to turn off the computer. Whoa. Meanwhile... Except for the scientist guy, who's like, Oh, hey, look at that. Is that the the Voltron? <laughs> Is that Voltron? Is that the Valkyrin? As he sees, like, this sort of fiery entity sort of appear in the distance. And he's like, Oh, sh- sugar, honey, iced my, tea. My. That's the thing I came out here for. I'm going to ignore all practicability and just float towards it in my pod. Oh, no. And then the main character's like, no. And uh, for some reason, she's like, that's the mum. I guess because she has minor psychic powers, she can tell. I guess. But also, how is the mum projecting a flame of fire outside of the ship? I mean, she's quite powerful. So actually, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, so I think it's just like an illusion, right? Yeah. So it's like... 
It's like uh, she's projecting it in their minds or something, you know. Yeah. The the girl's like, no, the mum's just projecting that. It's not real. And he's like, oh, gotta get me some of that Velcron. And he doesn't even get close to it before he just explodes. <laughs> yeah, no, it shoots out a bolt of lightning and just he explodes violently. Yeah. Which did bring up the fact, if the mum can do that, how are they all not dead yet? <laughs> Ah, uh, it's a good, good plot armor. Yep. <laughs> like, that's fair. That's the only explanation. There's nothing else. They should all be dead. I mean, to be fair, everyone does die except the last two it's true. characters. So. Yes, because then we cut back to Killer, who's trying to kill her, and Killer and his friends all get murdered. They kill him. Yeah. He goes to where the computer is, because he's like, that's where the mum's computer is. He opens the door or whatever. It's behind a wall or something. He's got to cut it open and then open something, and he just dies. Yep. He gets obliterated, and then, then all his friends walk up, and they die too. Yeah. <laughs> wow, way to be descriptive of how they died, Sandro. I can't remember. <laughs> well, I know Chef, he dies battling uh, the space corpse of the psychic guy. Oh, yeah. Because he... he um, so... Like, he's trying to communicate to the engineer, and the engineer dies. So he's like, where, where are you? Meanwhile, the space corp sneaks up on him, steals his knife. Oh, no. Uh, his kitchen knife. And then uh, they have a little wrestle battle. Now, the space corpse looks pretty good. It's yeah. just this headless corpse walking around without an arm that's yeah. going around stabbing people. It looks alright. I don't know how it was talking to people, or... Well, it was talking to people because it was the telepath, so it Oh, could... that's right, yeah, it was doing the psychic thing. Yeah, that made sense, that made sense, but, um, how? Well, that's the other thing, right? Because telepaths, if you're a telepath, it's because of your brain. Right? You're projecting it from your brain. That could just be me reading the X-Men comics and there's always Xavier with circles coming out of his head. No, no, no. It's usually attributed to the brain, yeah. I think. The, uh, a body is merely a vessel for your brain to move around Exactly. In. A body is a mecha for your brain. Although, actually, it makes sense because, yeah, yeah, the brain isn't in his head. So if it's him, that wouldn't make sense. However, it's the mum possessing mm. the body. Yeah, so the, the the body mecha is like the mecha for the mum, yeah. the guy. So then, but then why does it have his voice and not her voice? I think she's just using his voice, right? I guess that would be because it. Because still, he still talks like he's possessed, right? Yeah. So it's more of a, like, a psychological thing where he's talking. It's just, it's just actually the mum. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, okay, I'm on board. So Heather's corpse kills Chef and other random character who we don't get a name for. They're both yep. murdered by Headless Corpse. Then Miranda walks in. I think that's a that's a problem in this movie. You don't really care about any of the characters. No. Only Miranda, and even then, you care about her because the movie tells you to. Yeah, yeah. She's, so. she's a pretty bland, boring character, so you don't really feel anything. So the only people left are Miranda and Royd. They rock up. She's got to fight the headless telepath while Royd goes into the computer room to electrify the mother. Yes. And there's some good shenanigans here, like the gravity goes off. But yeah. I think the mum turns off the gravity uh, so that the corpse get advantage. But then um, the son turns on the gravity again using his psychic powers. And that helps in the fight as well. I like, I like this sort of shenanigan battle. It's pretty cool. I did question at one point, I think it was when there was a gust of wind blowing throughout the ship. I can't remember what started that, but maybe it was something to do with the electrical fight. But we cut yeah. to some random organs. Mm. And notes were coming out of the organs. And that's fine. Mm. You know, rushing air going through the pipes. It's not really... Look, whatever. It's movie nonsense. However, why are there mm. organs on this space freighter. Well, well, you see, Sandro, uh, of all the things you've criticised, I think this is the, the, the least thing you can criticise, because it's a crazy witch lady who wanted to bang her son. So obviously she's got to have some pipe organs in there to play a tune, you know? When you put it like that, true. But shouldn't she also have some black cats running around that she can kind of pat? Or maybe yes. they all died out. But, but, here's the thing. The cats would have diseases and stuff which would infect uh, her son, so she can't have that. That's true. That is a good and point. instead of having cats, she's going to have 
bangable sons, I think, is her plan. Uh, it's better than bangable cat. No, actually, no, it isn't. They're both as bad as each other. <laughs> oh, no, no! Abort, abort! abort. They shut down the mum's computer, they electrocute the grid so much it explodes or whatever, and also the headless corpse dies. How do they... How does she kill it? I think they, uh, she stabs it with a knife. Oh, yeah, Chekhov's knife. And then they, they hop into the guy's space pod, and they fly out, and they watch the ship explode violently. Uh, not before the mum returns in the flesh. Whoa! Oh, no, she's got a blue electro face. It's, it's Spider-Man 2, but without the dubstep. <laughs> It's the same look. Only an improvement, I think. Only an improvement. Um, yeah, then they have, like, a psychic battle? I don't know entirely sure what happened. I think it's a psychic battle, and she gets blasted by him, and then she explodes. The ship explodes, they're in a pod, they're flying away, and they're like, wow, we destroyed your psycho mum. And it ends with the yep. narration being like, aliens are probably real, and we should keep exploring, but... This story wasn't about aliens, so that's we're not going to get to that in this story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's pretty much how it ends. Yeah, that's true, that's true. That's pretty much what she says, though. It's like, we set out looking for aliens, but maybe the real aliens were not there. The friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he keels over and dies because he's in the same pod as her. <laughs> and he gets a disease and dies. That's Night Flyers. Yep. It's just not interesting. <laughs> it's a very average film. That's the, it's the problem. It's not bad enough to be super interesting. Mm. It's lurking around that so bad it's good, but it's not quite nah. so bad it's good. And I it's don't not think it good is. good enough to be good. So it's, it's, it's lurking in that awful middle ground of mediocrity. Yeah, it's in that, it's in that sphere. It's in that space. Mm-hmm. Huh? Outer space. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> the story itself isn't interesting enough. Yeah, as I said, I think you needed yeah. to spice it up, add a few things, add a bit of stuff with the psychics, you know? Yeah, because I'm not, I'm actually not sure how long the book is. I'll look that up real quick, but if it is, yeah. like, a short story, then that's fine. That makes sense. Maybe cut a little, trim a little bit off this movie, make it more concise, because that's, that's a problem. If you don't have anything to add... yeah. Why, why keep the movie going? Oh, okay, you know? the novel's about 280 pages. That's probably... Wow, that's long. That is a small story. That's quite long for a short story, though. I don't know, 200... Oh, okay. Because Hellraiser was, like, 200 pages. That's true, and they managed to make that a pretty entertaining movie. Yeah, they did expand mm. the ending a bit too much. Yeah, but but that wasn't the main point of it. No. Yeah, no, they really uh, they really didn't do this one justice, I felt, yeah. I'm not going to give it a January award or anything. I don't think it's no. worse than an oldie, but it is definitely an oldie. I think, it, I think it's just plain an oldie. Something you don't really need to go back to. Go watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. Just watch that again, you'll get the same, yeah. Like, that's really good. Watch 2010, the, uh, the the sequel. Yeah. Or you could go see the 2018 sci-fi TV adaption, which is on Netflix. Oh, no. That was cancelled three months after it came out because it was terrible. Oof. How many episodes? Uh, ten. I quickly had a ten? look at the synopsis for the final episode, and they ended it just as you find out that the captain is a clone. Oh, wow. So they don't even do the whole story. That's that's pretty rough. Maybe there's more alien stuff in there? I'm not sure. Yeah, how do they how do they do that then? I'm I'm curious, but I also don't want to go watch the show, but I'm also curious as to how they spread out 280 pages into 10 episodes into not even getting to the captain's thing. Well, 9 episodes and then the 10th one getting to the captain being a clone. Wow, I think they do go on a long voyage. I'm looking here and it says, like, the first eight episodes take place over eight months. They come across other ships that have got people in them and they have, like, okay. some Star Trek adventures with, like, random... Yeah, yeah, look, that could be interesting. Mm. I mean, sounds like it wasn't, but it could have been interesting. There's alternate reality stuff? Mm. I'm not entirely sure. I would have to watch it to, like, say for certain, but I think it ends on that cliffhanger where you find out that the captain is a clone. It ends there on a cliffhanger. Never going to get revived, though. That that show is dead. But two oldies for Night Flyer. Uh, add or remove. Yeah. 
Admiral Remove. Uh, yeah, as I said, I think I've, I've said throughout the movie, uh, add more, more of the psychic element, you know? Add, add, add a scene with cards. Cards and psychics is real funny. They're playing poker and the guy's like, I can't play this, I know what you guys have. And they're like, maybe, maybe, like, they're like, uh, no, we can't have a psychic playing, but that one guy who's like, you're not a real psychic, I don't believe in psychics. He's like, no, yeah. I say let him play. He, he's a fraud anyway, and he's like, okay, and he comes in and creams them for one round, and mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, yeah, maybe this was a bad idea. <laughs> but then also have that bit where the lady, the when the other psychic's gone, the lady's like, well, I also have minor mm. psychic powers, but I'm not going to tell them. And then she wins most of the hands, you know? Yeah. I think my ad would be kind of the same. Yeah. Some more character moments. Because, like, one of the reasons why Alien is so good is because the first, like, 40 minutes are all just the crew hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You learn who the crew are and what they do. Yeah. And then you see them get murdered. Yeah. What would you remove? I think I might just remove the whole one in a bang your son clone thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, just (laughs) say she wanted to have a son. Why does she have to bang him? Come on. We've definitely, like, throughout this this hour-long episode or however long it's going to be, we have been caught up on that one, like, two-second-long moment of the film. But it was a very unnecessary two seconds that I couldn't... To be fair... we got a we got a lot of content out of that two That's seconds. True. So I feel like if you took that away from the film, we wouldn't be talk we wouldn't be talking about it now. So I no, like we would probably that's... watch the movie, go back to last week's episode, edit out the part where you chose this, choose something else, and then we'd be doing a whole Oof. different movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've never actually done that. No. We've never done a movie so bad that we've gone back and changed. Well, I mean, the worse it is, the better for the podcast. This I mean, is true. To- It'd have to be the most mediocre movie to not even be worth talking about, you know? Yeah. Because even with this one, it was mediocre, but we just talked about random garbage for the first half an hour, and so that works. We've got enough content out of it. Speaking of random content, next segment. It's time for Raving Review. You brought that back. Very See, nice. I brought the Jar Jar R R Martin. I was worried you were going to say Jar Jar Binks then for a second. No, no, I, I went Jar Jar R Martin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't any reviews for this pretty much, but I got two. I nice. got two pretty decent ones. All right, all right. But there wasn't, there wasn't many on old Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm just going to jump into it. Uh, you know how it's done. Scores, you got to guess them. I'll tell you the review. Joey says, this had some great scenes and some really bad ones. Mm. Not really sure what to think of this. Mm. Interesting and watchable, but don't expect too much from the ending. Okay, okay. Wow, that's more positive than than I would expect. I'll go Mm. 2.5. Ooh, very close. It's 3 out of 5. 3 3 out out of 5. You were very close. You were on the same lines. Yeah. Maybe you, you might get Ryan's one who says... On my short list of horrible, horrible movies. Bad acting, bad ideas, bad movie. Rent it if you hate yourself. Rent it if you hate yourself. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. Oh, that's funny. I'll go for that one. I'll give that one a solid one. It's a 0.5. That's a 0.5. Yep, that was the lowest. Those are the two reviews. I I can't believe you didn't get that. I know. I should have gone for 0.5. You psyched yourself out there. You're like, oh, maybe it's a little high. No, no. No. Uh, I've got one review for you from Letterboxd. Oh, okay. I was just like, you know, I'll have a look. Add it on. Why not? Uh, It's from TJ. Miller. Uh, He says, how can they fly at night when they're in space? (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because they're night flyers, right? Yeah, that's true. They're night flyers, but they're also in space. So technically, it's just like whatever time of the day it is. Yeah, flies. but maybe it's always night in space. Do I don't you consider that, TJ Miller? Oh, TJ Miller, maybe stop calling in fake bomb threats and think about this movie properly. Ooh. It's not TJ Miller. Him. I do want to apologize for T- to TJ. You are not TJ Miller. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to TJ. We're not making fun of you. We're making fun of TJ Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to guess what the rating is. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Two. It's one star. Oh, I was close. I was close. All right. That's the episode. Uh, We'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening, as always. 
If you've seen Night Flyers, the TV show, let us know because I yeah. want to know what what happens in it. I'm curious if there's anything interesting from it or if there isn't, please tell us. Please tell us because we'll never watch it. Yeah, like my curiosity, like I go, oh, maybe I should. No. No. There's too many other things to watch, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen What's It Face. Uh, probably by the time this podcast comes out, I would have seen it. But uh, what's what's that new Netflix show that everyone's watching? Oh, Squid Game. Yeah, I've got to watch that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time this podcast come out, I guarantee you I would have watched it. Mm. But I still haven't seen it yet as of recording. We do actually have to think about TV shows very soon, which is a nice segue to plug in our Patreon, because Wheel of Time starts soon. Yes, so excited for Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time! Do they start with the prequels? Do they start at the start of the books? What do they do? they go into the prequels? What do they do? Do they have flashbacks for the prequels? That could be interesting. I have no idea. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait, unless it's bad, which I'll be sad. How many books are they going to do per uh, season? All 14. All 14 in a season? (laughs) They do a book an episode. (laughs) Four. Ugh, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, that would be so bad. Yeah, no, a book an episode. They could make an entire single season mm-hmm. where it's just a book an episode. It wouldn't be good. I mean, or you could do it like a movie. So each episode is like an hour and a half long. Well, that's what I think they should have done for uh, Foundation, which I'm watching right now, mm. which is like, the first foundation novel it's a bunch of short stories mm. they sh- should have done that have like hour and a half long episodes adapting each short story rather than oh, trying to make I it see. an actual tv show which is what they've done yeah 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 no 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 but yeah they should just do the first book of the first season obviously yeah you want to start with rand yeah like yeah it really it really doesn't make sense to do the prequels in mm. the first episodes the question is whether they do the prequels at all. Mm. The question is whether this gets a second season. It probably, I think they, yeah, they're already filming season two, actually. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay, that, I'm excited. The question is, how do we review it? Because it is on Amazon. Uh, three episodes are dropping on the first day, and then, then it's weekly from then on out. Do we review it weekly? Do we just do it uh, when it's I, all I out? I think we do the know. first three episodes, because they drop the first three episodes, right? Because it, it, could, it could also just be bad. And then we're like, we don't want to watch it. So we will be doing that over on our Patreon uh, next month, late November. And speaking of our Patreon, if you want to hear four episodes <gasps> on all four movies of The Evil Dead, you can check that out. All four are out right now. Go have a listen to those if you want. Up on our Patreon for uh, upwards of five US dollars a month, you can get two plus more bonus episodes they're all up there Mm. all the links to that are in the episode description plus instagram emails facebook all that stuff Mm. i think that's i think that's i think that might be it yeah this is quite a short episode which is good because the last ones have been long there's one thing left to do sandro which is pick next week's episode next week's episode notably coming around uh, around halloween first of november true Mm. Mm. but actually no because it's first of november I feel like people will be Halloweened out. Yeah, but, but also... Uh, yeah, okay, that's definitely something to consider. Either lean into it very hard or lean heavily away from it. That's mm. your two options. We'll see We'll see what the options are. The first movie is Fatal Beauty, which is Whoopi Goldberg comedy. Ooh! Uh, where she has to go undercover in various costumes. Uh... Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, not those sort of movies. Yep, so that's certainly leading away from it. Perhaps leading more into it is The Hidden. Kyle McLaughlin has to stop an alien parasite mm-hmm. that is turning people into serial killers. So that's leaning more into the horror? Yes, it also sounds a lot like a certain thing we did at the start. That of the sounds year. almost exactly like Alien Predator. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so I'd be down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wings of Desire. Oh my. Which is a German movie about two angels who watch over a city. One of the angels decides to become immortal when he falls in love with a trapeze artist. Hold on a second. Wings of Desire, that's Ben's favourite movie of all time. What? Yeah, 
that's Ben's favorite movie of all time. He's always Wait. going on and on about Wings of Desire. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's his favorite movie of all time. Apparently, yeah. No, he keeps going on about it. Well, then, do you want to call up Ben see if he wants to do this as a as a as a guest episode? Should I call Ben right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Call him up right now. Let's <laughs> call Ben. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't know that we're doing this. <laughs> this is completely improvised. We're just going to call Ben real quick. <laughs> can you hear? Yeah, yeah, I can hear it. Hello? Hey, Ben. Uh, it's your good old pals, Sandro and Zach here. Uh, Hi. We're just going through the options for next week. We saw that Wings of Desire was on there. Can I just quickly confirm with you, is that your favourite movie of all time? It's up there, yeah. Oh, it's up there, okay. It's like, yeah, I'd say top ten. Top 10 movies of all time. Ooh, wow. What's the other option? Uh, The Hidden Kyle MacLachlan sci-fi horror and Fatal Beauty, a Whoopi Goldberg comedy. I would advise against those. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There we go. There we go. We got the facts in. All right. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's Ben. (laughs) I guess we should probably do Wings of Desire. (laughs) That was... You didn't even go like... Hey, do you want to join us next no, week? I'm on a just getting his uh, just getting his vibe. Getting his. <laughs> I mean, we could get Ben on next up, week. Like, why, why did you do that? I'll ask Ben if he wants to do it uh, after we wrap up. All but right. I, I think Wings of Desire is the choice. All right. Perfect. Wings of Desire. It is incredible. Great. And I think we've got to end on that note. Um, All right. Uh, what's the best quote from Night Flyers? Hey, it's me. I'm a psychic mom. I want to bag my son. Don't leave me or I'll kill everyone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite quote? What is my favorite quote is a really <laughs> a, complicated a... question to answer. Because you see, I feel like yeah. this movie had so many quotes that I wrote down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my favorite quote, though, I've gone through my list of hundreds of quotes and my favorite quote. Hundreds of thousands of quotes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to kill her. Wait, killer. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to go kill her. Killer, you can't do that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite quote is, uh, oh, yeah, I could stay here forever. Give me that squid. Oh, yeah, that was, that as well was really funny. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to bring it up. There was a moment when one of the characters is meant to say finance, but they pronounce it as fine ants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's a weird moment in this movie. Uh... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.